Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of selective estrogen receptor modulators, or SERMs, or SERMs, from the reproductive section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this topic with the first SERM called tamoxifen. The mechanism of tamoxifen is that it is an estrogen antagonist in the breast and an estrogen agonist in the endometrium and bone. In terms of indications, it is used in estrogen receptor-positive breast cancer. With respect to the toxicity findings, toxicity involves an increased risk of DVTs, an increased risk of endometrial cancer, induces menopause, and prevents osteoporosis. Note that it increases the risk of endometrial cancer secondary to its agonist activity. It induces menopause, causing hot flashes, and it prevents osteoporosis secondary to its agonist action in the bone. Next, let's discuss the second serum called raloxifene. In terms of its mechanism of action, it's an estrogen antagonist in the breast and an estrogen agonist in the bone. In terms of its indications, it is used in osteoporosis in menopausal women. With respect to its toxicity, it causes an increased risk of DVTs induces menopause causing hot flashes, but there is no increased risk of endometrial cancer as with tamoxifen. This is secondary to raloxifene's antagonist activity in the endometrium. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a 69-year-old woman comes to the clinic for an annual well exam. She reports no significant changes to her health except for an arm fracture three weeks ago while she was lifting some heavy bags. Her diabetes is well controlled with metformin. She reports some vaginal dryness that she manages with adequate lubrication. She denies any weight changes, fevers, chills, palpitations, nausea or vomiting, incontinence, or bowel changes. A dual-energy X-ray absorptiometry or DEXA scan was done and demonstrated a T-score of minus 2.7. She was subsequently prescribed a selective estrogen receptor modulator in addition to vitamin and weight-bearing exercises for the management of her symptoms. What is the mechanism of action of the prescribed medication? 1. Estrogen agonist in the bone and breast. 2. Estrogen antagonist in the breast and agonist in the bone. 3. Estrogen antagonist in the cervix and agonist in the bone. 4. Partial estrogen agonist in the bone and antagonist in the cervix. Or 5. Partial estrogen agonist in the endometrium and bone. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2 estrogen antagonist in the breast and agonist in the bone. This patient has osteoporosis marked by the previous pathological fracture and a DEXA T-score of less than minus 2.5 and was likely prescribed raloxifene, which is an estrogen antagonist in the breast and agonist in the bone. Remember, selective estrogen receptor modulators, or SERMs, bind to the estrogen receptors and have estrogen agonist and antagonist properties that vary depending on the individual target organ. SERMs such as raloxifene have estrogen activity in the bone and thus can be used to manage osteoporosis via preventing bone loss, improving bone mineral density, and decreasing the risk of vertebral fractures. 
Such medications are indicated in patients with the highest risk of fracture, which is determined by a combination of bone mineral density and clinical risk factors. Raloxifene is a reasonable choice for postmenopausal women who seek bone loss prevention. It is an antagonist at the breast and may reduce breast cancer risk. However, it is worth noting the increased risk in thromboembolic events and hot flashes. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, estrogen agonist in bone and breast is incorrect as raloxifene is an antagonist in the breast. Answer choice 3, estrogen antagonist in cervix and agonist in bone is incorrect as raloxifene has no apparent effect in the cervix. Answer choice 4, partial estrogen agonist in bone and antagonist in cervix is incorrect as raloxifene has no effect at the cervix. And finally, answer choice 5, partial estrogen agonist in endometrium and bone is incorrect as this describes the mechanism of action of tamoxifen. Raloxifene is preferred over tamoxifen as it is an antagonist at the endometrium and thus does not increase the risk of developing endometrial cancer. In summary, raloxifene is a selective estrogen receptor modulator that is an agonist in bone and antagonist in breast. Next question, a 46-year-old female presents with a primary complaint of irregular menstrual bleeding that has persisted for the last several months. Her past medical history consists of two full-term pregnancies and invasive ductal carcinoma of the breast that was successfully treated one year ago. After an appropriate evaluation, she is given a diagnosis of type 1 endometrioid adenocarcinoma. Which of the following factors most likely increased this patient's risk for developing this cancer? 1. Administration of raloxifene in the treatment of her previous breast cancer. 2. The patient is 46 years old and has yet to enter menopause. 3. Combined oral contraceptive use from the age of 32 to 42. 4. The patient's two previous pregnancies or 5. Tamoxifen regimen used to treat her previous breast cancer. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5. Tamoxifen regimen used to treat her previous breast cancer. Tamoxifen is a selective estrogen receptor modulator or CIRM used in the treatment of estrogen receptor positive breast cancer. It has a stimulatory effect on the endometrium, leading to an increased risk of developing endometrial hyperplasia and eventually endometrial carcinoma. Remember, tamoxifen is an estrogen agonist in endometrial tissue, but an estrogen antagonist in the breast. Therefore, while tamoxifen's antagonist activity in the breast make it an effective agent in the treatment of breast cancer, its agonist effect in the endometrial tissue of the uterus can lead to excessive endometrial stimulation. A benefit of the estrogenic activity of tamoxifen in bone is an increase in bone mineral density, making tamoxifen a useful agent in the treatment of osteoporosis. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Canavan et al. discussed the risk factors involved in the development of endometrial cancer. Unopposed estrogen is a risk factor for endometrial cancer, and this is the mechanism by which tamoxifen increases a woman's risk. Similar examples would be estrogen replacement without progestin and estrogen-secreting tumors while smoking and the use of oral contraceptives decrease one's risk. 
in the second citation, Fisher et al. evaluate the risk-benefit ratio of tamoxifen use in breast cancer treatment versus the potential to develop future uterine cancer. They conclude that the benefit of tamoxifen therapy for invasive breast cancer outweigh the potential risk of endometrial cancer greatly. Sporadic and tamoxifen-related endometrial cancers have similar prognoses. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1 is incorrect because although raloxifene is a serum like tamoxifen, raloxifene has been shown to have a much lower risk of contributing to the development of endometrial cancer in comparison. Answer choice 2 is incorrect because while late menopause is a positive risk factor for endometrial cancer, this woman is still 6 years younger than the average age of onset of menopause of 52 years of age. Answer choice 3 is incorrect because combined oral contraceptive use in premenopausal women has been shown to decrease the risk of developing endometrial cancer. And finally, answer choice 4 is incorrect because pregnancy is hypothesized to reduce the risk of developing endometrial carcinoma likely through high progesterone balanced with estrogen resulting from the reduction in the number of cycles. Note that nulliparity is a positive risk factor for endometrial cancer. And that's all for this review about Selective Estrogen Receptor Modulators, or SERMs. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.